If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Anytime I do an interview, my mom's just like, please don't make me sound like a witch. And I was like, well, maybe if you didn't act like a witch, I wouldn't have to. Welcome back to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? Fee, fi-fo-fum, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a dump truck driver. My name is Eric Williams, and this week we have Meatball on the podcast. Isn't that crazy? We had Big Dipper last week, and then Big Dipper's co-host Meatball of Sloppy Seconds fame is on this week, which I love about this podcast is that really the vibe can ebb and flow and speaking of vibe thank you for dealing with the sex positivity of last week shall we say i do love when i get messages from people who listen especially the mother of two (laughs) who told me that she put that episode on in her car with the toddlers in the back seat who got a great lesson in felching I know, I'm kidding. She turned it off before uh, she got 30 seconds in. I will say that Meatball is dealing with a whole ton of fame right now, which is much deserved for her George Santos bit, which is why I posted the George Santos picture instead of hers on the Instagram. No disrespect to Meatball. I'm just in on the joke, bitch. I'm very excited to announce that That's a Gay Ass Live show is officially back. The contract has been signed, and we will be putting on another show April 27th here in LA at The Virgil, a gorgeous big old venue. We had to up the capacity, babe. The Genghis Cohen spot was was great, but um, we want to fit in more gorgeous gay asses for the next show, so I will obviously let you know when that link is up. 
so you can get those tickets before they hopefully sell out again. But let's just get into this episode, my friends, with the spiciest meatball there is. Meatball the Drag Queen. If you like this episode, tag her, tag Sloppy Seconds, and follow at Gay Ass Podcast. And make sure you get to the end of the episode for Meatball's hilarious story of the celebrity birthday party that she performed at. Turns out, we're all damaged. Enjoy. Meatball, the drag Hello. queen. Ugh, on Gay As Fuking Podcast. It feels right. It, it feels, feels right. right. It feel feels tight. Yeah, actually, I gotta say, I just listened to the Dipper episode this morning, and I, the whole time, was just like, how dare he? He's disgusting. <laughs> it, I, it, I have Why? to say, it, it was the filthiest episode we've had in a long time. I know. I The whole time, I was just like, no one's ever going to listen to our podcast. Because <laughs> they're just going to be like, oh, Dipper's just going to talk about fisting and fucking. Well, to be fair, I prompted some of the fist discussions, so. But they didn't, but then he you know, really dove in and had to give you everything. Thank you for saying that because sometimes I beat myself up because I'm like, am I a depraved pervert? But I think I'm just a human that has a microphone and a sex drive. (laughs) Well, you might be a depraved pervert. Weren't you just at like a nudist colony in Palm Springs? Listen, it was a clothing optional resort. (laughs) <laughs> man who enjoyed hang out in the sun i have to say we were at a clothing optional resort and it was way less depraved than i thought it was gonna be it was like quite polite oh huh maybe it's because it's not like the heat of the summer that's i think what that's what it was literally like a wednesday in february so i think oh get, yeah, yeah yeah although to be fair your podcast co-host big dipper did tell me that you are performing with him at a sloppy second show in palm springs uh during a clothing optional phone party fuck weekend, fuck weekend. <laughs> yeah we are it's so funny because i've i went to that nudist party like five six six years ago um and i the whole time i was there i just thought it was so funny because they do crazy shit like they have a um lube slip and slide which is just (laughs) a couple of tarps laid down with lube on them and it's just crazy because everyone's butt-ass naked but they're sliding down it like and they're rolling in such ways that they're like you could just see holes and backs of (gasps) balls and like hairy sacks and it's just like flying around and then they get in the swimming pool to take it all off well so i'm i don't know if they're gonna get more stis from the tarp or the pool or the 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 girls want to know though what brand of lube do you think they're using are we going silicone uh, gun oil are we going a ky well i do think it maybe was water-based but i also believe that the grass at this place is astroturf so that it could be hosed (laughs) off so we'll never know well, I I told Dipper I want to go to your sexy phone party, and I don't I don't. You, know. We should. It's at at uh, CCBC, which is a nudist sexy resort in Palm Springs, which I've read on the internet has a fuck room and multiple multiple. Sorry, let me say that again. They've got multiple fuck rooms where you can mm-hmm. get every hole plistered and plastered. 
it's it's a beautiful thing well there's so much to discuss and i really am so happy you're here not only because it was a joy to have you on the live the first gay ass live show back in june oh that was such a fun night so good i'm actually doing it again in april in la so girlies look out for that but um i'm gonna be at your show fat slut tomorrow which will have been a few days before this episode comes out I, I'm going to put your name on the list right now. Oh, my it's God. Right in front of me. Meatball. There we Thank go. You. Plus one. I am so excited. So this show, Fat Slut, is all of the rage in Los Angeles. And this current one has, I would say, one of the most star-studded lineups you've had in a long time. Is that correct? Absolutely. At a local one. Yeah. This one's crazy. We have Trixie Mattel DJing. Um, and then we have Alaska Thunderfuck is performing, and then also Big Dipper will be performing. And there's a girl named Essence from Chicago who mm. I love. I love the Rue girls, and I love Big Dipper. But this girl from Chicago, Essence, she dresses up like a black Amish girl. She's black. She dresses up like an <laughs> Amish girl and calls herself the Black Amish girl. And she gets up on stage and she churns butter for four <gasps> minutes. And I, the minute I saw that, I was like, "You're in the show. You're coming to LA." And so I'm. That that's the one that I'm most excited. It's about. giving Auntie Eller. Oh my God! I can't wait for Essence it's churning so funny. Dude. Okay, I yeah, it's it, it, thank God I uh, <laughs> get to see a black Amish woman. And then um at the end of it we have the sexy food eating competition which is of course everyone is given a plate of a weird food and they have to have sex with it or eat it or do whatever they want. And then the winner gets $200 cash. Oh, my God. Big butch. I also remember uh, seeing pictures and then hearing about it on Sloppy Seconds where Naomi Smalls, when she was at Fat Slut, she witnessed people take off their no- their clothes fully, which apparently is against the rules. It do keep happening. And we do keep saying, <laughs> please keep your clothes on. Everyone feels like they need to whip their, uh, their tits, their dicks, their vages. Everyone wants to pull it all out for the audience, which I'm all here for. But it does go against the law. <laughs> um, and so in that, I can't be a, a approval or approving of it. Sure. Well, speaking of law, it, I need to get this out of the way. Um, does it feel like your life... has turned the page on a new chapter knowing that you've been given coverage in billboard cnn new york post jimmy kimmel pink daily whatever the fuck like you oh her oh i have a bone to pick with pink daily no i'm just kidding (laughs) well let's let's, you're like pink daily one time um you performed of course as george santos and it got coverage yeah that was insane was not expecting that crazy experience well so you i know that you were in new york when you did this in sasha velour show and then Mm -hmm. you obviously knew it was a hit when the performance happened and for the girls who haven't seen the video you're basically going reverse drag where you start as george santos and then Mm -hmm. as the cnn article says i wrote it down it says she performed take two she transformed from santos to slack and sweater congress attire in drag this is known as a reveal into a replica of the sparkling red gown he'd worn during his own dabbles with drag as a young man in rio de janeiro replete with a feather boa and cheap wig that was perhaps the toughest part meatball explained in an interview with cnn because after all a drag queen's worst nightmare is a flat wig. <laughs> it is. I, I believe love- I said a flat Amazon wig. So they. So I have a bone to pick with that writer. Well, yeah. add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> so you clearly are getting interviewed left and right. Um, 
do you have a mansion now? What 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 happened? No, same house. You know, no. I my boyfriend was very funny about it because you know it was it went viral, so it only lasts like five days, and then <laughs> everything is like normal again. And he was like, "You really handled that well. Like you didn't get fully yourself. You didn't say anything. It just ha- it came and went." But I think the reason it came and went so quick was because to I. That was a throwaway number. I was not worried about it. I was like, oh, I'll get up there and just like meatball about the stage, which is like, I never know what I'm doing. And um, then it like went viral. And I I was just like, oh, God, when the full video comes out, people are going to be upset. <laughs> well, you one of my <laughs> my favorite things you tweeted recently is someone said that they were pissed that Rihanna was the worst lip syncer in the world of the Super Bowl. And then you said, that's because I haven't met me. i do not pride myself like sometimes i am very good at lip syncing and other times most of the time i am not because i don't like i hate it of course but you're also just so the honesty is what we need i feel like the world (laughs) needs actual honesty about who we are and what our talents are and that's probably why sloppy seconds is such a good podcast and if i may say this podcast people like it's because it's like we're not trying to be something that we're not you know exactly so, with that being said, uh, um, be honest, you saw Jinx in Chicago on Broadway. How was Jinx Monsoon? A 10 out of 10. Incredible. Absolutely hilarious. Um, you were front row, right? Amazing. Front row. Now, here's the thing. When my friend, my friend was the one who was like, we have to sit front row. And I was like, actually, I believe five rows back in the center would be a better yeah, seat. Yeah, yeah. But... It was also Chicago, so it all you feel like you're part of the... You, we just felt like we were sitting on the stage with the rest of the characters. Sure. Because they never leave the stage. They just sit on chairs on the side, watching it like a theater class. And Jinx lived it up, I'm sure. She slayed! I mean, the videos are all out there. She's incredible. She was doing goofy stuff. Um, it's just crazy to see a drag queen on Broadway. And then... Well, that's what I thought. And then in that show, someone was like, oh, there's another drag queen in this show that's been here for 15 years. And I was like, whoop. Didn't know. Didn't know. Wait, I don't know if I knew that either. And I'm a t- There's a character of the reporter who oh, in like the, the movie crazy, was played by... The crazy high voice? Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. God, Broadway met... Well, okay, so before we move on to the actual next questions, are you... I know you lived in New York for a while. Were you a girl that saw a lot of Broadway shows? If my family came to town, we would go see a Broadway show. They what would is, like stay any in show that you any show that you saw that you remember loving. Book of Mormon really that was the first time I had seen a musical like that that was so like good. so funny. Um of course Wicked, I'm a Wicked stan, so I saw that as many times as I could. What was the one? Don't you love that they recently announced Wicked's going to come out a full 3 weeks before they said it would in 2024. Did you see that? I did see that. I've also been seeing stuff. Are we? Can we get into this? I've been seeing stuff that it's like a terrible. It's like the production is going terribly. Like they really? have fully cast people. They film a scene or something, and then uh, the costumes look like shit on camera. And they're like, "We can't do this," so they have to reshoot it. So they're like recasting people to fully reshoot stuff. Okay, you've heard tea that I have not, and I'm so grateful for you. Yes, I yeah, I've heard there's a lot of issues. I'm just I haven't actually heard anything specific and i usually really look out for that stuff i just i think the expectations are now either going to be too high or we don't know what to expect and i'm worried about that but i it just it has to be good or else i will be on watch yeah because it's been like 
it was supposed to be a movie for so long, but like they, we didn't have the technology. We didn't do this. It's like, mama, don't start putting out like release dates yet. Yeah. I want to see it with some crazy CGI. Like I need it to be Avatar good for it to come out. And I don't even think Avatar is good. I just know that everyone likes it. Well, and listen, if the movie is having problems, why would they bump try- it up? Yeah, like the bumping up is the thing that gets me. And then the pre- I, 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 it just feels like there's too long of a journey ahead with all the press releases they're trying to do. It's like, we have how many months until the first half of the movie comes out? That's okay. So it's like, that's fully like 19 months. I, and also, here's the problem. That the second act of that play isn't good. No. You're only there for Defying Gravity. And then the second half of that play is them just trying to shoehorn in Wizard of Oz into this make-believe story that doesn't actually follow the story of Wizard of Oz. Like, they're trying to put Dorothy in it at the beginning. Right, right. I'm trying to think of what are the good good songs from the second act. Um, Fiero. Oh, well, yeah. Fiero! She can get that scream. I did the last time I saw Wicked on Broadway it was a Sunday and it was like the second show and the lead actress had apologized. No. She just went it was a long day. <laughs> Wait, during the show? No. No, 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 no. After after she one of my friends knew her and she he, he was like we were there you were incredible and she went it was a long day. I picture I'm picturing so if you can't find me, back to the western sky. And then she goes all the way to the, is ever gonna bring me down? Ooh, it's been a long been day. A long day. <laughs> Honestly, I wish more musicals treated it like an Adele concert. You know how she'll start a song over? Fuck it. If they're not, if they should start it over, I want to see them at she, their best. Alpha Buck is like, can you take me down? They, they <laughs> drop get, it back down. Drop her down. She goes to the orchestra. Let's just take it from. <laughs> Wait, there is a crazy story about a Broadway production of um, Wicked, well, the Broadway one, where one time the lift didn't yes, work. Yes, I was going to mention that too, oh. where it's called a no fly show, where then all of a sudden, if the lift doesn't work, the uh, ensemble has to get on their knees on their backs on the floor to make it look like she's taller. I can't. That's a real thing if she doesn't go. That up reminds the lift. me of one time, a very long time ago, I went and saw Peter Pan, but they the theater didn't have like the flight rigging system. So instead there was a dollhouse that matched the set and they had little <laughs> dolls of themselves. So Peter Pan would pick himself up and pretend to fly. And I as a child was like, Mom, Dad, we gotta go. This is bad. <laughs> okay, you've always been a production fly. value, bitch. You've yes. always been a girl that's like, they better have all the bells and whistles. Well, I think it's because my parents really did ruin me because when I was way younger, we lived in the UK and my parents would take me to West End shows. So I was seeing like Jekyll and Hyde at eight years old, like not truly understanding what it was, but just being like, drugs are bad. Someone like you. Oh, wait, is that Jekyll and Hyde? I think it is. Um, but it was when they still had... Because remember, there's a, a new life, and then they took it out. Oh, it back sure. In. It was good. So wait, I don't think I knew this international story of yours. Uh, it, yeah, it's wild. So, like three days after I was born, I was a well, I was adopted before I was born, mm-hmm. and then three days after I was born, my parents got my shots in me, and we moved to Egypt. And so then I lived in Egypt until I was like maybe three, and then we moved to Texas, and then I. Once I started elementary school, we moved to Buckinghamshire in the United Kingdom. It's like outside of London. And then we moved back to Texas. And that's where I've been. 
Um, well, that's where I was. Okay, okay, okay. So the first move to Egypt, let's talk about why that happened. Are your parents diplomats? Were they, what happened? My dad worked in the oil industry a long time ago. <laughs> My dad is part of the reason the earth is dying. Okay, RuPaul would love your dad. Fra- fra- the fracking? Well, okay. But I Well, okay. <laughs> My parents... <laughs> They didn't know what mineral rights were for the longest time. They just knew that they had property (laughs) that had mineral rights. And when they found out what fracking was, my dad goes, we got to sell this before it gets bad. Okay. I don't know what half of that means, but I do know that it probably doesn't. Oh, if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents were frackers for a minute when (laughs) they didn't know what Layman's terms. Um, So, okay. The Egypt, you were fracking in Egypt and then you fracked No, we weren't. My dad was just working in Egypt and then we were having a wonderful time. And then, you know, he was just moving up the ladder at his oil job so we would just move wherever he had to go when did you how old were you when you left the uk to go back to the u.s i was i went right into junior high so maybe 11 or 12 okay when so you that's into junior high yeah well junior high is like eighth grade we're saying the night yeah it was eighth grade that i came so back like 14 yeah. 14 years old yeah 14, so i didn't have an accent or anything my brother strangely did pick up an accent you're kidding no younger Which, or older he well adopted as well so he's only seven months older than me oh so you kind of almost felt like you had a twin growing up kind of well he's white so no my twin was... my twin brother could as well may as well be a different race from me because we look <laughs> so different um oh yeah you said that yeah okay this is all so interesting isn't it crazy yeah and so yeah we were just Everywhere we went, my mom was super into the arts and stuff. So she would like, we would go to the um, museum in London for their Halloween parties. You're kidding. And like have to get all dressed up and then like run around the museum at night. It was so crazy. Meatball, I've been, a, I, I've been in love with you for a while now, but this makes me even like more obsessed with your journey because it almost like, it almost tells me why you're such a genius because your life, <laughs> it's like a little bit like the Jamie Lee Curtis trauma, but also because Tra- like trauma, mama. trauma, but you also have so many, so many stories, which you know what? This is the perfect opportunity then to ask you the mm-hmm. gay ass podcast question, which is meatball. Whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do Spice we blame? Girls. Okay. <laughs> Scary Spice. I give it to her. Are I was so obsessed. I thought I loved her. Uh, Turns out I wanted to be her. That was me with Beyonce. Continue. Was it the... Wait, uh, what? <laughs> I was fully in seventh grade. Talk about, like, middle school vibes. I would, like, do school projects where I would, like, put a Beyonce, like, I would, like, put her into my work because I... And then I remember in the Austin Powers movie where she was, like... Uh, i'm foxy cleopatra and i'm a whole something kind of woman whatever she would say um i was obsessed i was like i love her gold push a bra i thought and turns out i just fully wanted to be her so this okay so we're the same person because when i was in high school and i had to do spanish (laughs) any project that i had to do i would make it about beyonce because i didn't care about spanish i cared about beyonce oh so we had to create a we had to come up with a product, and I came up with Afro Puffs, <gasps> a cereal, and I used the picture of Beyonce and the gold from Gold See? Member. See, whoa, that is crazy. They're, yeah. So maybe Beyonce and Gold Member radicalized a lot of queer youth. I also got into a fight with a kid in that Spanish class because Beyonce did a Spanish version of Beautiful Liar, and I did an essay on it in Spanish, and he was like, "She's not even singing good." So then I made the class watch the music video, and then went, "She was amazing." <laughs> 
You're the version of that. Glinda was in a bubble, dude. Whatever that thing is. That was you. That so was her you. sister was a witch. Yeah, that was pretty much me. I didn't realize how intense I was being until later that day. My friend was like, that was a lot. Like, we couldn't process that. Well, it's funny when you look back on, like, the things we were doing school projects about. Because I fully was closeted a junior in high school. And we had a very big project. You could choose about any subject or person. And I did mine on Bob Fosse. Straight. Straight. So straight. So straight. Like, what straight dude is writing a, you know, 20-page term paper about? Oh, my about? God. Fossey choreography. He's incredible, though. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah, same. <laughs> so, when we go back to the scary spice of it all, was it, oh, right. the, was it the fashion? Was it the personality? Was it the being the person of color in the group? Like, what was it? I'll, oh, I never thought about the person of the color and group, but that makes sense because everyone in my family is white. So maybe I felt that. I also was like quite shy. So I feel like seeing her be like, bah, I'm loud. Bah, yeah. Like, and just yeah. like, always have her tongue out and that's be wild so, and crazy. That's so smart. Why do you think? Because I was quite shy too when I was younger. And I, and like, obviously now we are, one might say, monsters and not shy. Yeah, truly not shy at all i'll S- talk about my butthole sure like butthole but shawl shawls yeah i put a shawl back there once Velvet. who would um <laughs> beautiful shawls beautiful shawls <laughs> um so i i wonder why like quiet shy gay kids like us could have become the people we are today like where where, where did that turn happen because i truly couldn't tell you for me Oh, I would say probably for me, I don't know. I was really quiet and shy through most of high school and then, or through most of junior high. I had like mm-hmm. braces. I was really fat. I like was, well, fatter. Than, I went on a journey because I was fat and then got very skinny and then got fat again. When when did you get really skinny? I'm curious about I age. got extremely skinny, eating disorder skinny in high school. Oh, like, no. Were people concerned about you? Well, the, the good, well, yes, which is why I went to a boarding arts high school so I could get away from my parents who were concerned about me. And then the school was supposed to be watching me and I was like, no one's going to care. And then being at an arts high school, it just kind of like caught fire. And so then like there was like, I don't know, it was that like group insanity. We were like mm-hmm. trapped at school. So then we all got eating disorders. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was an <laughs> intervention and said, no, you just all started. No, having- yeah, I like spread it. Well, I don't know. I think that like a lot of people that had it just came together and were like, we're all in on this. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. I think maybe when I got into high school, I got a little bit more outrageous because I was able to get away from my parents and like not be in Texas anymore. Sure. Where was the boarding school? The boarding school was in Michigan. Oh my! It was Wait. called Interlock Academy. Yeah, I went there for camp. Oh, I went there for school. We are the same. <laughs> that it is, is creepy. So, I only went for camp two summers, but it was a very intense place. It was super intense. I there had to was wear like, uniform, the whole thing. Yeah, we had to wear uniforms for school. Light blue on top, dark blue on the bottom. Yes, that's what I wore. Yes. And um, it was intense because at that time, there was a teacher like right before I got there that used to do like weight checks. No. People if they were like in shows to make uh. sure that they could fit into the costumes. So it was like kind of crazy to like step right into that insanity in high school, but it really prepped me for the future. Well, I was going to say that's probably partly why you were able to deal with your virality with this George Santos stuff because it's just another day of roller coastering. Like, yeah. like you know how the ups and downs feel. And I feel like the older I get too, 
I do not ever think anything is forever. Oh, or, Oh, just period. I mean, like, there's been a few things that have come up for me recently that obviously it's not like a big viral moment like you have, but it's just like offers about certain things coming in or 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 excitements about x y and z i mean i don't know if i told you you saw that i had this book big book deal last year i wrote the fucking book and then it didn't come out like it was like i i don't think i'm jaded i think i'm just like i I feel like i had like a, a lobotomy a little bit i yeah you have to be emotionless about it yeah i've done that and i was telling dipper that too on one of the episodes and yeah you told us about the book i think that's maybe the episode we talked about it, but I was like, there's so many things in the history of me doing like drag or trying to be an actor and stuff that I fully shot, got paid for pilots were like, Oh yeah, that's shot right. Three episodes, and then nothing comes of it. And so eventually you learn to stop talking about it because one, it may not ever happen. So uh, why even like get the idea out in someone else's head? Like, Oh, they're going to be on TV soon because then it doesn't happen. And then you have to explain that. Well, I, I've started to do that a little bit with, yes, some of my friends, but I'm still pretty bad. I still say too much, but like with my parents, I've tried to, uh, not, Oh, I don't tell them anything, which is smart because like when I had to tell my parents about the book, what do you think that was fun? No. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, anytime I do an interview, my mom's just like, please don't make me sound like a witch. And I was like, well, maybe if you didn't act like a witch, I wouldn't have to. (laughs) Who's, who's, whose problem is that mom or should i call you alphaba um so so when you were at interlock and this was always my question because i was just like i was a little too young to like fully know how gay i was and how much i wanted mm. to hook up with my bunkmates were you at an age where you could um put into practice your homosexuality we were doing that yes we yeah was that it your was first like... experience was it interlocking or was it oh no 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 my first gay experience was maybe Public, like I was young. I was like thirteen. Wow. I was like hooking up with a teacher's son at school. Okay, that is. It was horny. It was so a, hot. Fuck, that's like a fucking Disney Channel, like after dark. Yeah, it's a little Degrassi. It's a little. Who was? Adult. Wait, so what did the what did the guys um teach uh, parent teach? It'll it'll make the fantasy come oh, to life. God, I think it was like maybe special ed or English or something like that. <laughs> Or maybe a little bit of both. I can't really remember the T. Te- I do remember that, like, his, he was trouble at school. So, and I was like uh, always a good kid. So, his mom, anytime I would like go over to their house because we lived in the same neighborhood, she would think that I was like being a good, we were, yeah. Okay, Brady Bunch. I'm just here to But we were like upstairs Mikey. just like figuring out how to like have sex with each other without like, it was a very weird, it was, did you actually, it was very fuck? clinical. Yes, we did. And the clinical part of it was just like the mechanics of how to. Yeah, just being like, oh, I, okay, this is how this works. Does this feel good? Like, it wasn't about like pleasure. It was just like, oh, like we can finally have sex. Wow. That is really, I, I'm going to say advanced. Like, well, and then he did give me crabs. How did, how did he get crabs? <laughs> he had a girlfriend. Fucking dirty. Cynthia. Texas is gross. Okay, I just need you to know, Texas is gross. People be fucking at thirteen with at crabs. thirteen. That is, I can't wait to see your one your one woman show called Thirteen with Crabs, a Texas <laughs> drag queen story. Um, so then you go to Interlochen, and at this point you're just straight sitting on D. We're just 
doing it. Everyone, if you were gay and you saw someone that was gay, which was a lot of the students, you would figure out how to like hang out, see if you were into each other, and probably just suck each other's dicks in the dorm rooms. Good for you. I mean, that's kind of, that again is very Degrassi. I mean, like, it did cause a lot of drama. I do remember one year someone took like a bulletin board and did that thing where they drew lines between every gay guy that had had sex with the other person. Of course, especially and with, it was like, like so catty. And then, of course, like a counselor found it and then they had to have a big talk about it. And then one year when I was there, wait, what? there was a gonorrhea outbreak and it was just the gay kids. <laughs> and the nurse's office was just like, we have to do something about this. They're like, what is this, Chelsea? <laughs> um, that is so funny that at Interlochen Arts Academy, there's a gonorrhea outbreak amongst the 15 year old boys. I gotta say, though, I wouldn't have changed that experience for anything in my life. It was, like, basically being in college, but at 14. Like, you got your dorm room, you did whatever you wanted, you had, like, three days of actual school, and then the rest was, like, all art. Yeah, no, that's a dream. Yeah. I wanted I wanted to go to the academy. I mean, my, my parents were like, it's too expensive. Like, you can maybe was... go to camp, like, twice, maybe. Um, and I also really wanted to go to Stage Door Manor, which is, of course, for, like, Zach <laughs> Oh, Graff, well, the girls at Interlochen wanted Stage Door Manor, too. That was the height of it. That was class, It was. Baby. Well, also, we're, we're like, the, uh, the same age, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so we that really we were in, like, the golden age of Stage Door Manor. <laughs> Uh, unless unless now it's like renee rap went there i don't know but yeah it we definitely are the product of the same oh yeah arts obsessed like programming like university of michigan was like a stupid obsession oh my god everyone wanted to go there i auditioned and my voice teacher was like you know i've had other students go there i think you can get in and guess who did not get in this girl on the microphone um but obviously it all went the way it You're was doing meant to great thank you and i i living in la now yeah look at me i'm i'm getting book deals dropped left and right <laughs> listen hey some people don't even get a book deal you know what i mean at least you got one and they dropped it you could keep it you know that's very because if i had a if i wanted a sugar daddy i could get a sugar, could get daddy. A sugar daddy yeah <laughs> um wait before i go into the next segment that i'm very excited to do um do you have any feelings about drag race this season Oh, um, it's a long, it's long. It's, it's long. Are you, am I saying that you're a Lucy stan? I, well, I am obsessed with anything that Andrew Barrett Cox, who wrote Let Loose, the song by mm. Lucy LaDuca. I'm a fan of him because he also wrote Jantasy by Jam. Oh, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Um, and he writes music himself and it all sounds like that. So if you're like really just trying to fag out, it's the best stuff. All right. And I think that they're giving Lucy a really hard edit. She's an extremely talented queen and they're giving her like, the she, she deserves edit. the top for sure and they yeah. are giving her like god we hate this girl at it but so good they're like, ki- yeah i think that drag race is a beast of its own and it's a very strange art form that is strange to me i'm sure you get this question a lot but i'm just gonna ask it because i'm curious do you um if you were approached about like hey would you go on what would your reaction be i'd have to really think about it i re- i have auditioned like four or five times now yeah. like 
but over the last seven or eight years of me doing drag. So I've tried, but I think that I'm at a point where it's like, it could really ruin me. Like, I'm a bad person, so... And I would say, like, bad things and treat people poorly. So, like, I don't think I would get a good edit. I also, like I said, my strong suit is not lip syncing. It's, like, everything around it. So a show where the main conceit is that two girls have to move their mouths to words (laughs) at the end of it to stay in is not maybe for me. Okay, I'm going to say that maybe, like, what you're getting at is that you would have been perfect for Drag Race, like... At a different time in history. Yes. If I, if they would have caught me like they were, because here's the problem is I was at the wrong age at the wrong time because they used to have the 30 year old queens. Right. And I was 20 trying to audition. Right. And now they have the 20 year olds and I'm like 30. So it's like too late. That's it. That is very interesting. And I listen. What the good news is that drag race or not meatball is here to stay. And I would, you know what I would love to do is like a love Connie bit. Sure. Like where I get to be on the show, but I'm not actually competing. Sure, I'm just sure, there sure. as like a drag character from LA. I love that. Well, let's manifest. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, but I do want to do this next segment that I did for Dipper that I stole from Sloppy Seconds, which is Meatball Slant, my name. I really had to take some liberties with the slantings of your name. It's hard with just with one name. I know. We had Crystal on the podcast and she literally was like, you didn't do it for me. And I was like, what what rhymes with Crystal? You said no, Crystal. Is that clear enough for you? And she goes, like Crystal. Okay, um, here we go. Uh, First slant, my name is Meatball, as in B-A-W-L. When's the last time you cried? And do you remember why? Oh, my God. This is so wild. Literally yesterday, (gasps) I cried. And I haven't cried in 
forever. Like, Are you okay? Ever, ever. Like, oh, I'm fine. It was because I was watching an episode of Bob's Burgers in the background of me rhinestoning a costume. <laughs> Get this. They emotionally played me. And they in made Bob's me Burgers? Cry. Yeah, it was a Christmas episode, and it was, sure. like, all about being together with family. And, it, like, I don't know. This thing happens at the end where Tina shows up for her, Louise in a way that I was just like, oh, this is really hitting me in a wow. way. Which never happens. And then I will say the time before that that I remember crying would have been when I was also emotionally manipulated in a musical called Away From Home, Far From Home, Far Come From, from Away. away come from away at the end of that when they're all yo ho hoing and the stage is spinning and i oh, started I crying my too. boyfriend looked at me and was like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. i don't know they played me i've told this story before but when i saw that show there were people from that small canadian town in the man in the um mezzanine of the theater they didn't and- even let them sit down in the front <laughs> They clearly were not on the list. <laughs> they said, and stay they, away. And they were all waving their flags from the Canadian town and so proud. And I literally look back at them, so excited to see their town on stage. I'm fully weeping. My parents are like, fuck it. Um, okay, moving on to our next <laughs> slant, my name. Um, petite ball. Do you find yourself attracted to guys who are taller or shorter than you? I'm attracted to everything. So both, but more often than not, shorter. I like, like a little muscly, like ball of a man. Yeah, you like it to throw the ball around and spike yeah, it, like a, spike yeah. it on, across the volleyball net. And like dense. I don't oh, know yeah, if that yeah, is yeah. like a way to describe something. Oh, it is. Uh, let's do another one called Wall Street Ball. What problematic corporation do you buy from the most? Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. we're all stuck in it we're stuck uh meet stonewall what's your favorite gay bar in the u.s um oh precinct in downtown los angeles where you can see fat slut fat slut every third friday of every month baby Plug. But also second to that boiler room in the east village because it we still love. smells like pee <laughs> and it's really just the the small touches like that that yeah. really make a business flourish next one is timesheet ball what's the worst job you've ever had um, uh, when I worked at a J Crew store, but it was, I can't even remember the name of it. And I only worked there for two days and then I did no call, no show for the rest <laughs> of the week that I was supposed to work there. Do you feel triggered whenever you see someone wearing J Crew? It was just the specific store because it wasn't like a regular J Crew. It was like their J Crew, but like high end stuff. Oh, oh, and it was like up on the Upper West Side, and it's closed now. But it was awful. It was the worst. Well, I'm sure the clientele so was. Yeah, they screamed at me. Anyway, it was not a great day for me, and I was great at the regular J Crew. And to so all our girls that work retail or have worked retail, it's to me it's similar to people who serve at restaurants. I think it is a job that does not get the credit for how hard it can be and how mm-hmm. uh, nasty people can be to you. And I did not have the wherewithal to be a server. I worked at two restaurants in New York and it broke me, fully broke me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. My friends that were waiters would like come out of there just the most hurt I've ever well, seen. Well, and the thing is, here. Mike, Matt, he worked at a restaurant, a very fancy restaurant in New York for years. And he, I really always gave him credit. He was a, like a mater d. And I was like, you, I, I can't, you have such strength to be able to deal with these people and do this because I literally worked at River Cafe, which was right off of the Brooklyn Bridge or like in, um, right the first stop in, in Dumbo in Brooklyn. And when Hurricane Sandy hit, 
it shut down the restaurant. And while, of course, I was very sad about any people who were displaced or hurt by Sandy, I was thrilled that I got hurricane <laughs> assistance from not having to work at River fucking Cafe. Although Barbara Streisand oh did go one night. Um, okay, um, this is this is a tough one. Uh, meet Nepal. You can visit any international country for a two-week vacation where money is not an issue. Where does Meatball go? Oh, I think... Wait, any country? Yeah, I just said Nepal because it's a different country and it rhymes. I think I would go one week. I don't know. That's a long time to be anywhere. Maybe Belize. I don't know. Okay, do it for as much as little time as you want. I'm really just like a three-day tripper. I would go to Belize. I would go somewhere tropical. I would go somewhere tropical. Would you do a gay cruise? I have. No. I haven't yet. I was supposed to, and then I backed out because it was COVID. And who wants to be on a boat during COVID? Not me. Well, I was like, I'm not going to be stranded out at sea with shit all over this place. There's a documentary right now about the beginning of COVID and what was happening with the cruise ships. I think it was Norwegian, maybe. And like the people who were stuck on there for so long. I don't know if I could do a cruise. Cruises creep me out because, again, you're just trapped on a boat. Like, if anything goes wrong, you're just out there. A friend of mine said that he could maybe set me up with someone that like d- like books gay comics on cruises, and I have not said no. I mean, do it. I've done one, and it was fun, but it wasn't a gay cruise. It was just a regular cruise. But like, I feel like were you, you single at the time? Once. Yes, but I was also it was like a family vacation. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um the final one is meet curveball what sport did you like playing the least as a kid i was actually just thinking about this i the only sport that i truly 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 hated was football Ugh! did you have to play football i, I did have to play football and because i was big at the time and it just was not for me and so then i snuck i would get out of football by joining the theater kids which is maybe... So once I got like a callback for Mr. Dussel in the Diary of Anne Frank, I knew that football was over for me. What is up with people doing the Anne Frank production? Matt literally can like do Hebrew prayers because he was doing Holocaust plays so often. <laughs> I wish I still remembered it. I just remember like Baruch Adata. I don't remember it. I'm gonna butcher it. That's better than like, that's better than most non-Jews. But yeah, we had to learn about that. We had to go to the... Anyway, football. I fucking hated football. I, I did like the locker room. Mm, let me guess. I was horny. That same teacher's son was fingering you in a stall. I... No, he never went up me. I definitely was inside of him. And then he was inside of his girlfriend, which is why I'm sure I got the crap from him. <laughs> Wait, but... Not all at once. Let's think about that. You're in him. The crabs then climb from his coochie to his... To my butt. Oh. When you get crabs, it takes over. <laughs> Any hair down there, it's there. Well, it takes over. Yeah. The crabs take over. Yeah, yeah. You need to work for, like, the LA Health Department. Because their commercials are terrible. They're always just like, there's a syphilis tsunami in town. Cut to you lip syncing really badly. When crops take over. <laughs> Your mouth is barely forming the words. You're I mean, saying, that's basically it. You look like a... Um, a Muppet. <laughs> you look like a Muppet or like you're a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I... I, I'm going to ask you uh, the next podcast question, Meatball, which is, if the world was ending, you could only save one character actress, who would you save? This is a hard one. 
because I narrowed it down to two. Mm. I said Alice and Janney. Oh. Or, and this is the one, Laurie Metcalf. Oh, we just were watching uh, Scream. <sighs> I'm not a Scream girl, so I'm not going to say which one it was because I don't remember. But Laurie Metcalf is in one of the Screams and she does I think great. it's Scream 2. It's the second one? Or is it the one where it gets like weird? I will not be able to tell you. Oh, okay. It yeah, gets yeah. weird. It does get weird. It's, there's like, there's a theater production that next Yeah, I think that's Scream 2. Okay, we love Laurie Metcalf. Um, so you're between Laurie and Allison. Mm, Only because choose? whenever I'm sad, I would ask her to do the she's dead monologue from Roseanne <laughs> on the phone. She's like, she's dead. She's dead. Just over and over. I don't know why that monologue brings me so much joy. My friend will like just randomly tweet it. I'll watch it six times in a row. I, we and all then, have something like that. Allison Janney, because although she can't sing, she was in the original 9 to 5 musical, and that is one of my favorite musical Broadway never, soundtrack I, Oh, oh, oh. I, okay, so I never saw the show, uh, but I don't actually don't think I have listened to much of the cast recording, should I? It's, I mean, it's all Dolly songs, so I'm right. super into Dolly Parton no matter what. So, yeah, I mean, give it a listen. It's interesting to see how they did it. It's Allison Janney, it's Stephanie J. Block, it's Megan Hilty. And I can't remember the guy. No, that's okay. But that, I mean, that that's a three all-stars. And I got to see all the originals. Oh, you did? On Broadway, yeah. Was it good? I mean, It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. But I mean, again, Allison Janney, I'm sorry if you're listening. She's not a super strong singer, but it was stunt casting and it worked. And it worked. Because now I listen to that album almost every day. Do your own impersonation of Allison Janney singing. <clears throat> Well, that's the thing. She wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, my voice. She was just like, I don't. She was just talking in her voice, which is incredible. Working nine. Wait, what's an Allison Janney voice? Um, I've okay. always been. It's like, <laughs> oh what? yeah, that's good. That's good. Wait, that's no, good. that was not it. That was not it. I saw it. I saw her. You heard it. Yeah, I think the two of them, they're great. I think also, I feel like Allison Janney likes to party. Oh, I'm. F- She's got like a mean streak in her. I, I actually have a friend in LA who put me on his close friends. Who he happens to like have just some from time to time work with a certain type of person who is having parties with people like Allison Janney. And there's like fully a video of like either him. Oh, I think it's Allison Janney motorboating him. Slay. That's what I'm saying. I've done a couple of like celebrity birthday parties where you have to sign an NDA and Ooh. they are crazy like they take your phone away like no one's allowed to have a phone on the property like big names were there and it was like seeing everyone's mental health issue like on display you're kidding like the minute they stepped foot into the mansion they were like no cameras no phones shoes off they were all fucking barefoot I was like, you're adults running around a lawn barefoot. What did, it, how did the mental illness manifest? Was it just like binge well, drinking? So or? one person, it was a lot of heavy drinking. One person, uh, very famous now, uh, was in the karaoke room just singing the same song over <laughs> and over and over. And it was Africa by Toto. <gasps> Rain had an at, but just over <laughs> and over and were they, over. Were they good? They are a uh, they are a singer who sells out stadiums, and so then the other one, who's a singer who was in a deep dark place, was they like set off a bunch of confetti outside, and she wrapped herself up in it, <laughs> and just stood there 
covered in confetti and just was like, help me. Help me. And I was like, it is 1030. I'm supposed to be here till 2 a.m. This is giving Bluestone Manor. It was creepy. It was really wild to see that many people like that. I'll tell you everyone's names after. Okay. I was going to say it. This is miserable. Um, um, Does that dissuade you from wanting to be incredibly wealthy? No, absolutely not. Okay, just making sure. Um, wow. Oh, no. My mental illness is on display all the time. I just need more <laughs> people said, to see it. Really. You said money or not, I'm going to be ill. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might be a little bit of that, too. That's um, LA. You don't move here unless you're crazy. Th- well, that is true. Well, I'm not. Well, 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 well. Uh, speaking of not being well... There's this recent interview with Diplo who says it's not gay to receive a blowjob from a guy unless you're making eye contact during it. Um, Meatball, would you suck Diplo when he wasn't, if he's not making eye contact with you? I mean, yeah, probably. Would Me you? Me too. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's a yeah. really nice dick. I know it is. You know what I mean? It's gotta be. I've actually, unfortunately, I've met, unfortunately, fortunately, <laughs> I've met him a few times. He's probably lovely. He, he's friends with my friend. My friend Orville Peck is a music, a gay country singer. You're friends with Orville Peck? He, wow. Yeah. And so he is like his DJ at all of his parties. Oh, so... Orville so probably knows nice. all of it. I'm not saying any of that. I'm, I'm not saying that you're saying friend. anything. I'm saying that Orville probably is good friends and so probably wasn't surprised by the interview. I think that maybe because he's friends with Orville, he's maybe been opened up to the idea of having more queer, queer people around yeah. him. Because Orville likes to keep his shows stacked full of like queer people and like yeah. have drag queens open for him and stuff at his concerts. Hell yeah, God, okay, he's the best. And that that makes the story even better. Just knowing that Diplo is like, it's almost giving um Pedro Pascal, who you know is constantly surrounded by queer friends and regard. <laughs> what's the face? Oh, I just yeah, no, I like it. <laughs> I like it too. Um, okay, this is going to be the last question, Sadly. Oh, of this no. Podcast. I know, but I've got to do it, Meatball. I did not prep you on it. What is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Oh, um, does she have to be the lead? No. Or could it just be a movie? Because I'd say Ghost. I loved Ghost. Love Ghost. Also, do you know of a film called Theodore Rex? Where is it Theodore Rex? That's not the name, but that um What is it? It's I remember it is it not Theodore? Oh wait, I think you are right. Okay, let's let me delete that so I don't sound like a fucking monster. Um yeah, Theodore Rex <laughs> Um <laughs> It is Theodore Rex and I I okay, so I pulled up the Wikipedia and the first thing I see <laughs> it's is a horror sh- the it's a film horror was film. not well received. <laughs> And Whoopi Goldberg was nominated for the Worst Actress at the 1996 Golden Raspberry Awards. Yes. It's the first direct-to-video movie to receive any sort of Razzie nomination. It was that bad. It's also like a horror movie. When you when you come down to the plot, I can't really remember it. I just remember I used to watch it. Anytime we'd go to the video store, I would pull it down because it looked like it would be fun. It, I mean, yeah, the, the cover is stunning. But it's like a man's body gets put in a dinosaur's body, or brain put in a dinosaur body, and then they are cops. So then they have to work to solve a crime 
together, but he's a dinosaur. So it's kind of putting a hat on a hat on a hat. Yeah, it says it's a buddy cop science fiction comedy film. Um, I always thought I have seen this movie, but maybe I've just seen the cover so many times that I ta- thought uh, that I That's had. what it was, is because the cover gives fun. Blockbuster, it, grab it off the shelf. Right. But it's actually terrible. Well, I'm going to add it to my list because I can imagine being under an influence and watching it would be an important experience. And also Ghost, because I've always wanted to do the thing because you can do the clay and then hold each other. And so I went and took a pottery class. Okay, this is all the rage. Matt is literally uh, this weekend going to a pottery class. He's even like following hot guys on Instagram who are doing it. And he's like developing these crushes for them. And I'm like, I'm not going to dissuade the crush, but like it just feels very niche. I, well, let, let me give you some details because I know a very attractive um, man that teaches pottery. Okay, you're doing the Lord's work. Um, meatball, such gorgeous answers as I expected. I can't believe it's over already. I we can't didn't even get it. to fisting. Well, we we left we left Big Dipper to really uh, handle, if you will, all of the fisting conversation. But <laughs> I am such a fan. Where can people follow you? Um, so you, you gotta really try to find me because I'm shadow banned everywhere. But my name on Instagram is Spiciest Meatball, and you have to type the whole thing out. I and did have to can, do that. Yeah, it's bad. It's because Fat Slut. It's because people keep taking their dicks out at my party. Well. You can come to Fat Slut at Precinct in downtown LA every third Friday of the month. Next month, it's on April 21st, so it'll be our, like, 420 hangover party. <gasps> Hell yeah. And we have Layla McQueen from RuPaul's Drag Race is our headliner. And then go listen to our podcast, Lobby Seconds, with Big Dipper and Meatball. Yes, yes, and yes. I will see you at Fat Slut. I will not whip my You're dick You're on up. the list. Oh, bless you. And let's do this again soon. Yes, Diva. We'll have to have you back at, at Sloppy. You were so fun. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a five-star review for us. It is a goal of mine to hit 250 reviews, which we're not too far off from. So head to your app of schwa and leave that five-star review, please and thanks. I'm so glad Meatball came on. I'm so excited for the next few guests. And again, look out for that ticket link for the April 27th Gay Ass Live show. Have a great rest of your week. I love you so much. I really do. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volur xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 